Welcome to Sage Talks. I'm Dr. Michelle Stanton. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Michelle Stanton, and today I have back with me uh, Dr. George Stanton, my husband, and we're going to be talking to him about his health journey. Um, I think you've had not necessarily different things that you've had to deal with. Um, I mean, it's not that uncommon from what other people, you know, are challenged with, but I think your health journey has been really unique in that you've really discovered a lot of things about your body uh, along the way, and you've actually been able to find a lot of answers. Um, took a lot of trial and error, but I think you've come a long way, and that that part is pretty ne- unique um, to you and your journey. So, George, let's talk a little bit about your history and what you've been through. Yeah, hi. My name is Dr. George Stanton. Um, I have a pretty extensive health history. Uh, when I was about 10 years old, I actually had low back pain. I mean, for like a 10 or 11-year-old, that's pretty uncommon. So, um, sorry, I'm just going to interrupt right now. What did people say to you as a 10-year-old about your back pain? No one really knew about it. Uh, my parents kind of just noticed I was acting funny and uh, actually went through some physical therapy. Um, that didn't really, I mean, they showed me some stretches and we did some exercises and stuff that uh, didn't really do much. Uh, we ended up going to a chiropractor as well, and that's kind of where I got my introduction to chiropractic. Um, my sister kind of brought us there. She had shin splints, and then we all, the whole family kind of went after that, but um, after I got adjusted, I felt really good, but it wouldn't last. It would only last like a couple of days, and then all my pain and stiffness and would come back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of started my low back pain kind of journey. And it wasn't anything like super extensive, like a blown disc or anything. It was just kind of achy tightness, just kind of all the time. Did it keep you from playing? Because you were pretty athletic, so did it keep you from playing any of your sports? Not at all. I kind of just pushed through it. And... Yeah. That's pretty common, Yeah. which is sad. I mean, a 10-year-old should not be having back pain. No one should be having back pain, but certainly not a child. So you had back pain, and how long did that go? Oh, I've had back pain on and off for a long time, pretty much my whole life. Um, But I've come to find out that mine was pretty much inflammatory. Like it wasn't, uh, like adjustments helped, and but it, it wasn't the underlying issue. It was inflammation that was causing a lot of my back issues. Okay. So, forward to, let's say, senior in high school, you had your best best year of baseball. Yeah, I was a pretty decent baseball player. Um, so, I graduated, and then the next year I kind of went off to college, and that started I, uh, my IBS kind of journey. I had irritable bile with diarrhea, basically, so I'd get really bad stomach cramps, stomach pain, and, and then diarrhea, too, um, and... I kind of just started out of the blue. I didn't know what really started it. And um, yeah, that, that kind of started with that. Yeah, so you told me a while back um, that you, the drive from Lima where you were going to college back to your mom's house in Cleveland or outside of Cleveland um, was how far of a drive? It's about three hours, a little over three hours. And you, I mean, you said that you wouldn't be able to make that drive without having to stop and use a restroom. Oh, man. Anybody that has IBS kind of understands the pain that you go through. Like, I was looking for a bathroom on the side of the road type of thing. Sometimes my stomach pain was so intense that I just, like, I thought about just stopping on the side of the road just because I had to (laughs) poop, basically. And my stomach pain was just so bad. But, I mean, if you have IBS, you understand, like, that the pain is like none other. It's just intense. So, you had IBS and you're in college. So, let's... 
brief our listeners, you were in college for mechanics. Yeah, so I went for uh, auto mechanics. Uh, just uh, I went to high school for power equipment technology, and then I went on to college for auto mechanics and high-performance auto mechanics, basically. So you are, at this point, you don't know a lot about the human body. You don't know about physiology or what inflammation even is, probably. Um, so what were you doing about your IBS? Did you, did you think about your IBS? You know, I didn't really... I didn't really do too much for it. I didn't know what to do for it. So, I mean, it was just kind of there, and I just thought it was part of life at that stage of my life. I just thought it was kind of the norm in quotation marks, I guess. Yeah. And here's something I've never thought to ask you, but your mom is very health conscious. She's really into, like, finding out new kind of things to try because I know at one point your whole family was vegetarian, vegan? Um, No, that was mostly my older sister. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And, uh, but... We all kind of, so my dad passed away when I was about 15, and after that, we all kind of got on the health journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he passed of, away from cancer. From cancer, correct, yeah. So he died in his uh, 40s, so that kind of woke us all up, and we took a look at ourselves, basically, and uh, tried to figure out things we could do to make ourselves healthier. Yeah, so your mom's out there trying, maybe, let's try this diet, let's try this supplement, let's try these things to yeah, make ourselves healthier, to make her family healthier. And exercise mm-hmm. and all that. And she kind of started researching that. And actually, she did some Reiki stuff on my um, my dad when he was still alive with cancer. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what Reiki is, it's kind of an energy technique. Um, but she actually took some classes in that and, and did some Reiki on my dad when he had cancer, which was mm-hmm. kind of like knowing that now, I deal a lot with energy now. So that's kind of cool that she did that back then. Yeah, I mean, she was really in touch with it back yeah. then. I mean, that was 20 years ago yeah. or yeah, about 20 years ago. Yeah, 2001. So, okay. So, and I said that because did Eloise, your mom, did she do anything about your IBS? Did she have anything to say about it? Just curious. You know, I don't think I just, I don't know if I ever told her, to be honest. Okay. Like, I was a teenager and oh. I wasn't home and I was just, it was kind of whatever. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> okay, so you're in college and you have IBS and you're pooping on the side of the road. And then you decide to go to chiropractic school. Yeah. um, So I started chiropractic school, still having IBS. um, Started to learn a little more about the body. Um, Heard about this thing called DAPSI, um, this chiropractic internist, basically. Um, It kind of piqued my interest. And really, as soon as I started chiropractic school, I started taking weekend seminars on stuff that interested me. So like food, nutrition, nutrition. and just like anything that was internal, basically, I started taking some weekend seminars because uh, you can get a lot better price as a student than you can as a doctor. Yes, so sir, you can. I was like, I'm going to suck up all this information that I can, basically, while I'm still in school. But yeah, I started this DAPSI program and they were talking about uh, gastritis and just uh, just IBS and stuff like that. And um, started to talk about food sensitivities and, and and things that you can do to help the IBS, basically. So... Uh, that was kind of when I, I took gluten and dairy out. I did some food sensitivity testing, found out I had like 30 different foods that were I was having a reaction to. So I took a lot of those foods out and basically my IBS kind of went away after that. So I knew that had a lot to do with why I was having the IBS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finished kind of going through the DAPSI program. Uh, while I was in college, I lived in a very poor house. Oh, you're right. Let's back up. So college as in you were in Lima, Ohio, going Correct. to auto mechanics school. Correct. Before grad school and all this. Yeah. So I lived in like the moldiest house 
ever. <laughs> it was just, it was the worst house. Uh, you know, pretty ignorant at the time because it was super cheap rent and we were college kids. And and you got a couch from like the dumpster oh, or man, something? Oh man, we found, I mean, we were, it was just me and I had a, another guy roommate. So we were just broing out basically. Just and two stinky 19 year olds in a moldy house. And, yeah, I mean, we, we were in mechanic school, so we had a bunch of cars and our money went towards our cars and not really <laughs> towards anything that was nice. So, oh. I mean, we lived in a very, very poor house. Uh, and it was poor in the sense that it was very moldy, very dirty. Uh, I mean, but we can, it had a garage, a two car garage, so we can work on our car. So poor living conditions. Very, very poor. Yeah. So that four years in that moldy house, you think really contributed to a lot of the health problems you were having? Oh, definitely. So I, I ended up getting some fungal toenails from that when, while I was living in that house. Didn't really know why that happened either at the time, uh, but now I know that mold can really decrease your immune system pretty hardcore. Um, but yeah, so I got fungal toenails, the IBS was happening, had some, you know, um, just a lot of stomach pain, uh, joint pain. So I'd go out and play basketball with a bunch of friends and then the next day just feel like debilitated. My joints would just hurt so bad. I couldn't kneel down on my knees because they just hurt so bad. Um, I just felt really stiff. Um, and it kind of just got progressively worse as the years were, were mm-hmm. going on. And uh, so I took gluten and dairy out of my diet. And I, I got better, uh, not 100%, but I would say it, it improved probably like 50%. And so I just stayed away from those things and, you know, started to learn more and more about foods and how they react in your body and how that can cause something called leaky gut. And then that can cause inflammation and leading to all these other things. So And brain fog. So let's talk a little bit about your brain fog because you talk a lot about having that in college and or in you know in graduate school and that's pretty amazing that you made it through chiropractic school with a, a pretty large amount of brain fog, especially that first year. Yeah, so the first year actually I didn't have really I had some brain fog. It wasn't really bad until basically my senior year, uh junior senior year in grad school. Um so I was going along okay, but uh, if you, you get into the chronic health journey, you know that stress is a big part of it, lack of sleep's a big part of it, stimulants are a big part of it, so I was doing all of those things in graduate and school. And let's just be really clear on what kind of stimulants you were so doing. So caffeine, okay. basically. Okay, just coffee, coffee. not yeah. like illicit drugs. Nothing, nothing okay. super extreme. nothing illegal. Yeah, and there's a lot of our classmates that took uh, Ritalin too, but that was I was not on that either. I was just, <laughs> just a caffeine junkie, basically. Um, and then, uh, I also got, uh, exposed to another moldy apartment in grad school too. <laughs> so a double whammy there. So I went from being like an AB student, uh, my first two years to like a BC student, my second, uh, my last career basically, or my ending career at school, um, got through boards and everything. Uh, test, test taking for me was super easy. Those first couple of years, you know, I had a really good memory. Uh, but those last couple of years, it was really tough. For and you me. think that's because of that moldy apartment you ended up moving into? I think it was a combination. And uh, stress. Yeah, the stress, stimulants. the mold, the stimulants, all those things, the leaky gut, like all those things kind of, I think, together mm-hmm. really formed that, um, those issues for me there. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, like kind of fast forward, like a year before I graduated, um, I met somebody named Dr. Alan Lindsay. I'm just going to say that a year before I graduated, he also met someone named Michelle Dick. That was me. So just, so let's not brush past that one, but that's a, that's another day. Another important part of my life. <laughs> but yeah, I met Dr. Alan Lindsay. Um, 
a friend of mine now, and uh, he kind of said uh, I had things like Lyme and Babesia and Bartonella, which is co-infections of Lyme, and that was uh, a big problem with my joints going on. Mm-hmm. So um, testing for Lyme is really complicated, and it's tough because uh, Lyme likes joints, basically, and so the test testing for Lyme is primarily in the bloodstreams, which you're not going to pick up Lyme if you have chronic Lyme in the bloodstream. So Because it's burrowed into the joints and the muscles? Right, it leaves the blood because that's where your immune system is and it wants mm-hmm. to hide, basically. Um, and so he said that I had some of that, so I went through some treatment protocols for that, and my joints felt a ton better after that, mm-hmm. um, but kind of slowly came back again. And I, So I did some more Lyme stuff, and they slowly came back again, so I was kind of in this cycle with that too but uh that was probably the best my joints felt is whenever i got rid of like the babesia bartonella and mm-hmm. uh, burgdorferi which is the lime um so that was uh, another kind of staple in my healing process mm-hmm. there and then uh after that you know we graduate have another like big load of stress opening up our own business and then mm-hmm. you know we move back to garden city uh and take over another business which is a little more stress I still had a lot of this stuff going on, still had a lot of joint pain. I, I did a lot, a ton of CrossFit in graduate school, and uh, I loved it. And I, I mean, I, we were working out twice a day uh, and doing competitions, and I, I would just be destroyed afterwards. Like, I would just be crippled. It just hurt so bad, but I loved working out. I just kept going, uh, even though I, and I just kind of pushed through the pain, basically, um, doing that. But, um, so I ran some labs uh, and ended up finding that my kidneys were in like stage one kidney failure. So like if as a what like a thirty year old? Yeah, like uh, <laughs> pretty much like my my early thirties. Yeah, late twenties, early thirties. So uh, my glomerular filtration rate was in the fifties. Uh, so anything below sixty is like stage one. So I'm like, well, what the heck's going on with that? Uh, and so that was like my labs were pristine basically other than this lab value was out so kind of did some research on that Uh, I found some other things uh, uh, heavy metals some parasites uh, also contributing to uh, some of the things I had going on Um, I basically passed a ton of parasites on parasite (laughs) protocols probably uh, I mean, after I did that, that was probably some of the best I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, my pain was gone. It was to a minimal. My energy was great. I slept okay. Um, like, everything was good. Um, stress levels were still, I mean, stress is with a small business is always going to be there, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like. But uh, it wasn't super high or anything. Um, but reran my labs. Kidneys are back to doing okay. Um, you know, I'm I'm constantly... Still, I'm still treating some Lyme, still treating some Babesia, still treating some heavy metals and parasites, um, but getting to the bottom of my my health journey, basically. A lot of the brain fog's gone. My brain is coming back. I can remember things again. Mm-hmm. Um, like my back pain, I haven't really had back pain in a long time. My yeah. knees still act up from time to time. Um, I can definitely tell when I have some Babesia going on. That's usually my knee pain uh, issue. So, uh, kind of healing, getting rid of those things and healing up my gut basically. Yeah. And that's something that I noticed just, I mean, living with you and being married to you, I'll hear you talk about one day, you know, Oh, I think 
you know, because of the supplements that you're taking or maybe that you've stopped taking for a little bit. Oh, I think I'm really like fighting some kind of parasite right now because I feel this way. Um, and you know, then the next day you feel great because you pass a parasite and it's, I mean, it's gross. I've seen it. You showed me and I wanted to see it. So, you know, that's fair, but it's just, I, I think being, knowing all these things and being so in tune with your body, you look at things differently. You look at, okay, I have brain fog, but you as a person, you, George, don't say, I'm just, I'm in a bad mood today, or I just can't concentrate today. Or first of all, you actually notice that you are having that problem. And second, you can say, oh, I'm really like brain foggy. I can't really think straight, you know, today or really, not that you've really had a whole lot of the brain fog lately, but you know, something like that, or, or my knees are really achy after basketball last night. Whereas, you know, for the last couple of weeks, my knees haven't ached after, after basketball. And you can kind of really point out, I think this is what is causing it. It's not my, well, it's your joints that hurt, but it's not your joints that are causing the pain. It's what's going on internally and systemically. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, Hippocrates was right when he said all disease starts in the gut and it's the research is starting to come out on a lot of that. And it really is. It's a lot of the gut that causes systemic inflammation basically. So what we're putting in our body definitely matters on, on what, whether it causes inflammation or doesn't cause inflammation that can lead to different things down the line. But, um, I just kind of tell patients, I'm like, you know, it's a journey. Everyone's going to be a little different. I've been working on mine for, what, like 10, 15 years? Yeah, we're now. still working on it. And, yeah, it's continual. I mean, it's definitely better than it was back in my when I was 18. Um, but I haven't had a IBS flare-up in a long, long time. I mean, it's been years since I've had an IBS flare-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that that's pretty much gone. Um I still have some days where I have fatigue when I when I detox. I mean, I know that that's coming just because uh, I'm putting another burden on my body. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I feel a ton better. Well, and I mean, we're still living in a really toxic world. I mean, out here in Southwest Kansas, we get exposed to pesticides and herbicides all the time floating in the air. There's a lot of pollution from the different, um, well, you know, not your typical like L.A. pollution, but yeah, like the all the chemicals that are floating around in the air. Um, we get to smell that nice cow smell, so that's cool. But that doesn't really even happen that often. Or maybe I don't notice it. Yeah, there's, you know, it's not even just a Garden City. It's everywhere. We live in a toxic world. I mean, between all the processed foods that we have mm-hmm. in our world, and all the, the shampoos and, and fragrances that have a bunch of chemicals and additives to them. And the cleaning products. The that's cleaning kind of products. counterintuitive that the cleaning products are actually like dirtying up our insides. The toxic, yeah. And I mean, heavy metals in the water. I mean, Garden City on the environmental working group, you can go and put in your zip code and see what your water has in it. And Garden City has like 380 times higher arsenic levels. Uh, and I'm actually writing an article right now on arsenic and how uh, toxic it is to the body, basically, and how long-term, even low levels at long-term can lead to cancer, basically. Yeah. So that's all to say, you're right, it is a journey. It's not a destination. So even you who knows all these things and we're working on your health all the time, you know, every once in a while we'll do a detox. Every once in a while we'll, you know, specifically address Lyme or a parasite infection or, you know, things like that we're not going to get rid of these things because we're living in the world and that's okay. You know, we just have to know what to do about it. And we have to know what tools and resources we have at our disposal to, you know, help ourselves and support our bodies. Yeah. And I, I think it's just, 
knowing your body and and listening to it a lot of people ignore a lot of things like there's a ton of patients that come in with headaches i'm like headaches are not normal like that's not a normal thing stomach pain is not normal joint pain is not normal these aren't things aren't normal you should not be having them and i don't care what your age is you might have arthritis but we're starting to question what arthritis even is what it's coming from it's it's in the research you know it's chronic inflammation it's Mm -hmm. the gut the systemic inflammation so uh just a different way of thinking um and just trying to take care of your body every day so that you can live a better quality life yeah i know you you've specifically started kind of trending more towards um targeting that population of like the ibd the ibs like the chronic gut issues because it is it's so prevalent in what's causing all these other things that so many people don't realize if we can just heal up your gut you can heal a lot of these other things that you're experiencing so that's been really interesting to listen to you talk about the research you've been doing uh you wrote that really interesting article about ibd um just a really good overview of it we have it on our blog um so i just wanted to ask a couple questions so at what point in time in your life did you feel the best and do you remember what exactly you were doing for your health at that time um and let's i mean not when you're like a kid and everything feels great to be honest uh, after i passed my parasites is probably the best i've ever felt um which was probably within the last year Mm -hmm. um and i mean i went for weeks without i mean i worked out hard and i didn't wasn't wasn't really sore. Um, my joints didn't ache, uh, nothing. And that was probably the best I've ever felt, mm-hmm. um, with that. And I mean, I could CrossFit, I can run, I can play basketball. wasn't sore. wasn't, yeah, the joint, the achy joints for me was a big, a big issue. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing right now specifically for your health? Um, so, uh, the body kind of likes to to put things in an order on how it likes to get things out. So I'm currently doing some heavy metal detoxing. Um, and it likes to, I like to cycle it every one week on one week off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of currently what I'm doing, getting some heavy metals out of my body. Um, we just sent off a hair analysis to come back to see what my levels are. To, so that'll be yeah, interesting to see. I'm excited to see that. What those come back as. Mm-hmm. And we we are also coming well you more than me but also coming off of doing a keto, a uh, little stint in the keto we did that for about what was that about three weeks four yeah weeks? I did a week of pretty pretty much carnivore esque type low carb basically meat that was a hard week in the Stanton household just for the cooking aspect of it everybody was in pretty good spirits yeah it wasn't you know I didn't get a ton of energy from it I didn't uh, I wasn't didn't have a lack of energy. It just wasn't any different for me. I didn't notice anything any different for me. Uh, And then I stayed on just a lower carb. Um, Typically when you treat heavy metals, uh, yeast candida likes to flare up. So doing a lower carb during that time is beneficial. So just to kind of keep the candida and the the yeast at bay. At bay, correct. So yeah, that's, that's why I was doing that. And I felt okay. It, It, it's not a long-term, I don't think it's a good long-term thing to do, but it's good in, in short spurts. Yeah. Um, so we did a workout called Murph today for Memorial Day, and that is you run a mile, you do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and then you run another mile. Um, and that happens every year in our CrossFit gyms. Um, 
Do you think 10 years ago you would have been able to do it in the same time you did it? Because you did it in what, 48? High, four, high yeah. 40s? Today. Um, yeah, I think I, I probably would have beat my time, to be honest. 10 years ago? Uh, I was more motivated back then than I am uh, yeah. now. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I've almost been doing CrossFit for 10 years. It's been eight years now. So, and to be fair, with all the COVID shutdowns, we've been working out of our garage, which is fine, but it's not the same. Yeah, so not, probably not, not in as good a condition as normal. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think I was my my goals have changed. I think a lot. I don't, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to lift heavy things and and just compete, and now I just want to feel good, basically, and travel the world. So I, it's my priorities have changed yeah. a bit. Uh, so what do you do? Because, you know, speaking of priorities, we have a baby and he doesn't sleep through the night every night. He did for about two weeks and they stopped. So I don't know what happened there, but would love to get that back. Um, how do you handle the fatigue? Well, I shouldn't even, are you fatigued? Do you feel like you're fatigued from him not sleeping through the night? It definitely affects me. Um, yeah, I'm not like, some days are okay, and some days I, I feel it more than others. Um, I take some adaptogens uh, to help mitigate some of that. Uh, and, yeah, I basically just try to take care of my gut and eat a little healthier around those times, too, and make sure I go to bed a little earlier than I normally would just to get some sleep when, when we can get sleep. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just a tough time. Yeah. Do you think, let's say, like, senior year of grad school of chiropractic school do you think how do you think your body would have handled that with the brain fog you were already experiencing i mean to have a kid it, well yeah to not sleep at night oh man that would have destroyed me i mean i don't see how people did it in school with kids <laughs> no I, that would have destroyed me with everything else i had going on that would have that would have that would have been in the tank yeah <laughs> but you still i mean you don't seem to have a lot of brain fog with your fatigue now, currently, no. Yeah. I think that's just because I'm taking a lot of stress off my gut. Yeah. Uh, so taking other stressors off that can lead to helping that out a bit, basically. Yeah. So, which kind of leads me to my next question. What's been the biggest game changer when it comes to your health journey? And that can be a supplement you took or a realization or, you know, a lifestyle change. I would, I would have to go back to the parasites, to be honest, just because... Uh, after I got rid of those, my sensitivities haven't been like I was able to eat a little bit of wheat, would not have an instant headache and diarrhea. I was able to eat some dairy and not have diarrhea. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to eat some of my other sensitivities that I haven't like almonds uh, and not react to them. So mm -hmm. that was a big stressor on my gut, I think. And just realizing that parasites are real and they are everywhere and and they're here yeah they're in they're in a lot of people that have issues basically um yeah and uh that and i think the lime uh the lime in my joints was a big that yeah. was probably the other big thing for me uh and, and when i treated those and i played basketball and like didn't hurt the next day that was like i was able to kneel down and not hurt that was just the best and i think that was a big breakthrough for me yeah that's so. nice poor little 10 year old george do you think you got lime um when you were 10 from camping in the boy scouts potentially i mean it could have been that i grew up with cats too and they're a carrier of bartonella which is a co-infection of mm -hmm. lime so that could have been 
something too. Uh, like I said, the testing, I never got tested, uh, for it. So I don't really know. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to know, uh, it'd be interesting, but yeah, I think I all like Lyme can come with 12 co-infections. So it could have been a tick bite that happened one, t- like when I was 10 years old and that started the whole gamut of yeah. things, but Lyme can even potentially be passed from mom and dad. So maybe dad had it or mom had it and gave it to me. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. A lot of speculation. It would be nice to know, but you know, that's, that's the thing we can't pinpoint where things start or why they started. So that's why we just have to do the best with what we can. And a lot of it's trial and error. I mean, think, look, you know, look at all the trial and error you had to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of great tests out there and I've done a ton of tests. <laughs> I've done stool tests. I've done urine tests. I've done blood tests. I've yeah. Every done... time we hear about a new test at the office, we usually run it on ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff and some stuff comes back negative. Uh, like GI stool tests aren't really great for parasites uh, and they don't pick up parasites really. There's a couple that they test for, but I mean, uh, I mean, I, I passed hundreds and it didn't pick up any. So, um, yeah, there's just not good testing out yet, but yeah, when there's testing, I'd, I'd love to know. So, yeah, that'd be, that would be really nice. Um, was there anything you want to leave our listeners with some parting wisdom? Um, just, uh, like I said, I've been working on mine for 10, 15 years and just keep pressing on. And every time I find something that I need to work on, I work on it, I get a little better and, you know, I'm just trying to prevent anything bad from happening and mm-hmm. and just make the best quality of life. So just keep keep pushing on and you know, there's an answer for for everyone's health issues, I think. So yeah. you just gotta find the right answer. Yeah, everyone can heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just have to figure it out. All right, well that was really good. I've heard a lot of that, but I heard some things I hadn't heard before. So Thanks for being here and thanks for sharing. And if any of our listeners have any questions for Dr. George specifically, or if you have questions about your own health journey, you can always contact us at the office. Our website is prairiesagehealth.com. Um, and if there's anything you want to hear about on the podcast, if you want us to talk about, um, you can let us know there too. But thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks a lot. Good luck tonight with a baby. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For more information, go to our website at prairiesagehealth.com. You can also find us on Facebook under the same name or Instagram at prairie.sage.health. If you found this podcast interesting or exciting, please follow us and share with a friend who may enjoy it as well. Now go and have a great day.